This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Friday, September 7th, 2018. Make sure you are following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest. Erica Watson is an award-winning actress and comedian. Her acting talent has led to principal roles in films such as Christine Swanson's Black Korea, Spike Lee's Chirac, Chris Rock's Top 5, Steven Soderbergh's Side Effects, Lee Daniels' Precious, as well as top-rated TV shows such as Showtime's The Shy, NBC's Chicago Fire, Fox's Empire, and TV One's Love That Girl. Erica's Fearlessness makes her a fan favorite on ABC's 7, Windy City Live, WCIU's The Jam, Freeform's Happily Ever After, and TLC's Big Sexy. Erica is breaking barriers as one of the women featured in Plus Size Retailer Avenue's latest confidence series campaign as a size 28. The campaign is being featured nationwide at Avenue Stores on Avenue.com, across social media platforms, and on the September 2018 cover of Plus Model Magazine. Let's welcome Erica to the show. Hey, Erica. Hey, Shanice. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me, girl. You know, I I love your show. This is bringing me back to the old school days when I used to come on as a guest. Yeah, it's been a while, so we got a lot to uh, catch up on. So, I know. So first of all, congrats on your big campaign. But before we get into the details about that, I want to talk about some of the other things you've been doing. Because the last yeah. few years, you have really been flourishing in your career. Now you lived in New York, but it looks like since you moved back to Chicago, things have really been taken off. You know what? Um, I, I didn't move back home to Chicago on purpose. It kind of, um, it happened actually. Cause I think at the time you were in LA, I was trying to move to LA. Right. And I, um, had a situation where this is the thing. Sometimes God just forces you to do things when you don't listen. I had been getting some hints that I should go back home, but I was like, no, I'm going to stay in New York and stick it out. And then I was like, okay, I'll move to LA. And it just so happens that my um, landlord at the time in New York offered me to buy me out of my apartment because um, it was a rent-stabilized apartment, which is you know, the bomb if you ask any New Yorker, and they were going to mm-hmm. buy me out so they could convert the apartment into condos. Turned out that they, long story short, they scammed me out of my apartment illegally, and I was forced. I had nowhere to go, so I came back home to Chicago, and I was like, you know what? They say bloom where you're planted, right? So I was like, right. well, what can I do while I'm here to make things happen? I can't just wait for um, 
to move to L.A. to get my career going. Let me just do what I can here. And I always say that, you know, um, there are resources where you are to get things popping the way you want them to get them, get them popping. And you don't have to be in New York or L.A. in order to make a career happen. You can do it right where you are. And one of the things you were doing when you would come out and visit me in L.A., you were doing your one-woman show. Now, the reason you created that show, if I'm not mistaken, was to create an opportunity for yourself instead of waiting for someone to give you one. So do you think more plus-size women should follow your lead in doing that in entertainment? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, honestly, I think that all women should do it no matter, you know, what size they are and no matter if they're in entertainment or not, no matter what they're doing, they can find a way to kind of make opportunities for themselves. So I tell people, you know, you can't wait for people to open a door for you. As a matter of fact, my success that I have had has come when people have closed doors on me. And then I'm like, you know what, let me just go another route. The worst thing, actually, the best thing you can do for me is tell me no or shut me out of a situation because all I'm going to do is go and find another way. And, and it usually works out that my way will be the best way. So when it comes to plus-size women in particular, a lot of times, we are shut out across the board, whether it's in entertainment, fashion, business, whatever. So we have to always be inventive and think of different ways that we can showcase ourselves and our talents without waiting for people to give us opportunities. If you sit back and wait, you're going to be waiting. Now, yes, obviously opportunities come, but the most opportunities have come for me when I have for myself and been successful with them, and then people will come and want me to be a part of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, are you still doing that one-woman show? Tell us a little bit about it and if you're still presenting it. Well, you know what? I have been reworking the show, um, putting new stories in it, and uh, revamping it because I had been doing the show for years, and I had realized that I – wasn't necessarily getting bored with my material, but, you know, it's just like any other person. Like, we might like Dangerously in Love by Beyonce, but trust me, she has sang that song a thousand times and is ready (laughs) to do it a different way, you know, Mm -hmm. which is probably why when you go see her show, she does, um, you know, compose them differently and and try to do innovative things because you want to keep the material even fresh for yourself. Same goes with comedy. So, My plan was to do a run this fall. I actually don't think I'm going to get a chance to. My goal is to now present the show in the spring, and I would love to do a five-city tour. Now, knowing that I always tell people they need to push their boundaries, I'm saying, why settle for five cities, Erica? Do a 10-city tour. So I've got to wrap my brain around that so that um, in the spring, probably like February, March, April, that I do a spring run of the show. So I'm actually working on that now. And at the time you were doing your show originally, um, your the title of your show, I don't think we mentioned it yet, but the title was a little controversial. But now, yes. in 2018, people got so much crazy stuff online. It's not controversial at all now. You would think it wouldn't be. I mean, I do find it interesting that there are still 
um, outlets that will write about me and won't want to say, well, my show is called Fat Bitch. And um, it was always interesting to me that I would be called that word all of the time um, by people when they're mad at you, if you cut somebody off in traffic, if you are out and about minding your business and, like, a guy comes up and tries to talk to you and if you're not interested, the first thing he'll do is call me a fat bitch. But when I took ownership of the word and wanted to use it myself, I noticed that people were so offended, and that just blew my mind, um, you know, which, which is why I called the show that because I'm like, if you are offended by hearing the word and me saying the word, imagine what it feels like for a woman like me who's called that. In addition right. to that, I tried to figure out what exactly would offend people. Was it the word bitch? Because we hear bitch all the time. But when you put fat in front of bitch, and then it's also coming from the uh, mouth of a plus-size black woman, I just feel mm-hmm. like it gives people a negative connotation already. Now, maybe if I was some, you know, really cool, offbeat, alternative white female comedian and was doing a comedy show called Fat Bitch, people would be like, oh, it's so um, introspective and interesting. She's so avant-garde and really out there taking the world by storm. But when you are a fat black girl from the south side of Chicago and you call your show Fat Bitch, people automatically um, uh, view it negatively because of who it's coming from. And that's what my show is about, how perception um, can really hold people back if you allow it to. And I see now with the boom of Instagram and social media, people are using that on their social media. And I think I saw somebody with T-shirts saying that now. Now it's like a, a regular thing. Absolutely. And once again, um because when that T-shirt came out, a lot of different people sent it to me. Like, wow, did you? Or do you realize that there's a girl? Um, uh, I believe she's a plus-size blogger, and I don't want to say too much about it because you know, good luck to her and everything that she has going on. But people were sending me the links, like, wow, it's like this was the name of your show for years, and it's so inter- And you got a lot of backlash, and the plus right. community didn't even necessarily accept you. But once again, a white female who's a blogger puts a T-shirt out that says "Fat Bitch," and it is instantly, you know, a hit. So no um, disrespect to her at all. Let her thrive and do well because I want everybody to do well. But I did find it interesting that I had been doing my one-woman show, Fat Bitch, for years. And I can honestly say, um, I think I started doing my show in like 2007, 2008. And mm-hmm. I would do it to sold-out crowds around the country that were mainly straight-sized folks. And I was like, now, my show is all about empowering um, empowering plus-size women. Why aren't big girls coming to the show? Like, why aren't more of them showing me love? But I, I do think, once again, it's about those stereotypes. And, and it just also shows that when it comes to the feminist movement and things of that nature um, and body um, – body uh, love positivity. And, and body empower, yeah, body positivity is still very much a white girl's game. It's, in, a, in, in many ways, white women have the permission to do a lot of things in this society that black women don't, and then when you add on the size with it, it just gets really interesting. So 
once again, I just want to stress, I'm happy for any woman of any size, of any culture that is making strides in her life. But I do find it kind of disheartening when black women, women of color, and then those that are, are of size are seen as a disgrace in society when we do the same things that our white female counterparts do. Right. It's a form of discrimination. Oh, it absolutely is a form of discrimination. And, you know, um, size uh, privilege is a real thing. Uh, we all, Of course, we know white privilege is a real thing. Um, and then when you put those things within um, the context of body positivity, it gets really tricky. Um, you know, when I even would be a try my best to be a part of these body positivity events. They were always very much um centered around one type of body and one type of existence. And I just didn't necessarily feel so welcome. So I'm like the biggest body positivity movement has been the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter is all about the color of skin and the way in which people of a certain hue are treated uh, as second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. When you are a black woman, your race is just as much a part of your body positivity. Your complexion is just as much a part of your body positivity. The texture of your hair is a part of your body positivity. We can't separate those things from body positivity when you are a black woman, and they need to be a part of the larger conversation. Um, So that's why I always say, hey, there's been no bigger body positivity movement than the Black Lives Movement, and I feel like more people need to acknowledge that. Now, more specifically to size, as far as body positivity, I saw you said that you had never seen a model that looked like you, a size 28, in a national campaign. So do you hope that what you're doing now is going to open up doors for others? Oh, absolutely. You know, when I was first asked to do this by the Avenue, and, you know, I'm so excited about it because the Avenue, I feel like, is one of those brands that has been very quiet about the things that they're doing. They don't go around pushing it in your face or bragging about the things they do to be inclusive. But if you look at their advertising and look at the type of women that they're using, um, they've always been very open to embracing diversity. But I think with this, it's, uh, monumental because it is a girl like me, especially when I can't remember necessarily there ever being a brand that is used a girl who is a size 28 in a fashion campaign. Um, I know that there's been um, maybe a size 24, or 26 in a lookbook by a brand, which in mm-hmm. itself is very revolutionary as well. Um, But Mm -hmm. as far as being the face of an actual campaign where I'm on the website, I'm, I'm, you know, on posters in the store, right, I don't know of that happening. So I I didn't want to give, like, say for sure that that is, but as a person that 
pays attention to those things. I don't remember there being a time. But what's cool about this is that the Avenue chose me for this because they loved my personality and liked what I stand for. They didn't have any motives behind this. They weren't trying to do that on purpose. It just organically happened. And then I actually mentioned to the executives at the brand when we were shooting, I was like, um, guys, I think I might be the first size 28 ever used in a national campaign. And they were like, wow, that's interesting. Um, just the fact that these that plus-size brands don't always use plus-size models. Um, well, they use plus-size models, but not plus-size women. Mm-hmm. Because you can be up to be a model and be plus-size doesn't mean that you – would operate as a plus size person in the the regular world. In the fashion mm-hmm. world, you're plus. You know, I think you're plus at a size eight or a ten in the modeling world. Right. Uh, right. But a woman that is a size eight or a ten, or you know, even twelves and fourteens, to me, are should be everyone should be treated equally and fairly. But I, I just feel that a size fourteen woman may not identify with the same issues that a woman that's a size 28 or 30 or above is having. So to put that moniker on a size 12 woman and say, you need to be the spokesperson for plus-size people sometimes isn't really fair to them because they just don't know. These are women that are just trying to make a living being a model or live their dream. They didn't know that they were going to be – all of a sudden, the, the, the representative for plus-size women and plus-size issues, those are really two different things. So I got off uh, off key point, but <laughs> I really just want to say, yeah, like, I, I'm i also doing it for me. Like, I know a lot of people will do things and say, oh, it's about inspiring other women and helping all the women around the world. And it's like, yeah, there are some of us that are very philanthropic in that way and want to give back. But a lot of it, too, is even I know that I need to see images of women like me. It makes me feel good and better about myself to see that I am not invisible. Um, So we all need it. Even I'm a part of the Confidence Series. And, yes, I am a confident woman and I'm making things happen, but there are even times when me, um, even when I need that reassurance to know that I am okay and I am I belong and that I have a place in this world. Right. Now, did you have a relationship with the Avenue already prior to being in this campaign? You know what? The Avenue um, – is one of those brands that has been very nice to me and from time to time would reach out and send me uh, outfits for me to wear on my television appearances or like red carpets for events. Um, Since I'm, you know, a comic and I'm on TV a lot doing commentary and talking head stuff, I need to look cute. And that is a very uh, expensive thing uh, to go out and just keep buying clothes. I'm very happy that, there have been many times when the Avenue has sponsored me to uh, wear an, uh, an outfit from them on camera. And that's kind of how it just started. They would dress me here or there, but I always have worn the Avenue and have loved them. I mean, to me, like, listen, everybody is not the curvy hourglass shape, that Coke bottle shape that I know people love in the plus community. I ain't shaped like that. 
I and so the jeans don't fit me the way those girls wear their jeans. So I, I the avenue their jeans have been um, my favorite for years and years and years. Also, their shoes and their boots fit me so well because they understand like every girl doesn't can't wear a three or four or five inch heel. Sometimes I just need a little cute little kitten heels. I can feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> and I'm happy, you know, that the Avenue, um, their shoe selection, their cloud walkers are the bomb. So I've, I've been a fan of theirs for years, and I swear by them, even when it comes to my coats and my jackets. When when you're on the larger side of plus, you tend to have to really bop around, as they say, to put complete looks together because one brand – might be good for your tops, but then their bottoms don't fit you. Another brand might be good for their shoes, but their um, underwear and bras don't fit you. And I'm I'm very happy that the Avenue is a place I can go to where from top to bottom I can rock their clothes. Now tell me about the three other inspirational women that are featured in the campaign with you. Well, the part of the campaign that I'm a part of, also features uh, my good friend um, and yours too, Maddie Jones from Plus Model Magazine, and um, also Mia Michaels, who's one of the top choreographers in the U.S. who is a cast member and a regular on So You Think You Can Dance. And we, us three, shot together in New York, and it was, like, magical. You know, I had met Maddie, Mia before. I didn't know Mia at all, um, but I'm a big fan of hers and very familiar with her work. And she's a phenomenal choreographer, and I believe that she's been modeling now for a while. It's kind of like a new passion um, in addition to the dance. And then with Maddie, Maddie is one of the first women that I met in Chicago no, excuse me, New York, when I moved there from Chicago, who was a part of the uh, plus-size uh, community. And we just vibed. She was, she's always been very good to me, very supportive. Um, you know, she would write articles about me in Plus Model Mag, but I never thought I would be a cover girl, honey. I am, like, too excited. So when we did this campaign together, Maddie was like, you know what? I'm going to put us on the cover. And I was just like, I can't believe it because I, I'm not a model. What models do, I have such a, a high amount of respect for them and a high regard for them. It is work. And any of these, you know, these girls that aspire to be models, I think sometimes they just aspire to be seen. They just want to be seen because modeling mm-hmm. is work. It's a job. And it's something that you can't really get into and be successful with it if you don't look at it that way. It's more than just being pretty and, and wearing cute clothes. So, um, yeah, because of Maddie, I, I, I really learned more about the plus fashion industry. She and I have spoken on panels together, um, and uh, she's always been very supportive of me. So when it's like this, you know, and you know from working in this industry, you don't tell everybody what you're up to. So when I walked mm-hmm. into the room when I got this, I hadn't told anybody. I didn't share with anyone that I had gotten this opportunity with the Avenue. So when I walked in and saw Maddie, we both started screaming. Because, like, oh, my God, you're oh, here. You didn't and I, know. We had no idea. No, 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 no. They didn't They didn't tell us who else was a part of um, the campaign. So we knew there would be other women Um I didn't know what to expect because 
the avenue, they are just a class act. They treated me like a star from the beginning to the end. And it just felt so great being there. And then to add the icing on the cake, uh, seeing Maddie there was just really good. Because when we met, what, about 15 years ago, we would have never thought that we would be modeling um, and be the, you know, the face of a brand, especially with both of us being over 40. And with me definitely being on the larger side of plus, I would have never thought this would happen. But I'm glad it did. Now, being over 40, was that a part of the concept of the campaign as well? Yes, because they're really trying to show what true diversity is and what what inclusion really should look like. So um, Mia... Uh, you know, is a uh, she's a she's a white woman. I'm a black girl. Maddie is uh, Latina. She's Puerto Rican. So, and then we're all over forty. Yes, they that was definitely, um, as far as I know, done with a lot of thought because the Avenue also knows their customer. And what I do like about the Avenue is that they still have very. Um, cute and fun clothes so that even though we're over 40, they know we're not grandmas. We're sexy, vivacious, vibrant women, and we want to look fashion forward. So I'm hoping that women over 40 will see our campaign and enjoy it and know that they too can dress with Asian style. Nice. Now, you will also be hosting in-store events for the Avenue as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, on September 22nd, uh, actually all three of us, Mia and Maddie and I, will be in our uh, respective cities hosting parties and a fashion show at the Avenue. And I believe it starts at 2 o'clock here in Chicago, Central Standard Time, um, at the Avenue store in the Evergreen Park neighborhood of Chicago. So for information, I mean, people can call the store here in Chicago directly. Just look up the Evergreen Park store for the Avenue and ask them all of the details because I'm not really sure about everything, but I believe the fashion show starts at 2. And actually, we are looking for a motto. So if you live in Chicago, you can call the store, go up there, sign up, and then they will walk you through the process. You get to come try on clothes, pick an outfit, and model for the fashion show on the 22nd. So it's very exciting because, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that the Avenue really does respect their customer. It's, you know, you and I have both worked with brands, and you know the ones that really care about the women that buy the clothes mm -hmm. and the ones that are just out for a quick dollar. And there are some mm -hmm. that the bottom line is about the money. I get it. Hey, I, I like to make money too. But it really <laughs> feels good. It's like a, um, extra special when a brand cares about the everyday woman. Because it's like, listen, I'm a size 28 and I'm 5'5". Five five. I'm a short girl. I probably wouldn't be listed on anybody's roster for modeling. But they know that the average everyday woman that goes to the avenue, there are many of them that look like me or can appreciate seeing a girl like me in the forefront. And that's why for the fashion show in the store, they just want the everyday woman to come try on clothes and to model. Because whether we're getting paid to do it or not, we can all feel like a supermodel. 
and and this would be their time to shine if you really want to model for the avenue. So I saw you post on Facebook that the entire plus-size community should be celebrating you right now and what you're doing. So how can the plus community support you with the avenue? I think it honestly is bigger than just supporting me because this will come and go. This too shall pass, you know. One day the avenue will probably move on and use another girl. Don't we want to see that happen? So it's like if we don't give them feedback and let them know how much we enjoy seeing a girl my size doing something like this, you know, we take a chance that they may say, hey, we did it. It didn't go over so well. So now let's go back to the drawing board. But, no, I am here to say loudly and proudly that women's size 24 and up, especially the 26s, the 28s, the 30s and beyond, should be able to be included in a fashion campaign because we exist, we are real, and we deserve to be seen. And I see the plus bloggers out here. I see the things they support. I actually was very surprised that more of them were not writing about this, not even necessarily, like I said, about me, um, Mm -hmm. because I'm a comic. I'm going to get my shine wherever it needs to happen. But I think that if you are a fashion blogger in particular, of any size, even the straight-size fashion bloggers should be writing about this because this is monumental. Like I said, to have Mia Michaels um, and Maddie Jones and me, all women over 40, all plus-size, in an ad campaign for a national brand where we're on posters and in stores, I believe we might even end up on billboards in New York. Why oh, wow. wouldn't they want to talk? Yeah, why wouldn't they want to? talk about this. So um, I know if I was in the business of fashion, this would definitely be something that I would be writing about and promoting. But one thing I will say, people have the right to write about whatever they want to write about, whatever they want to cover. And some people have blogs that are more so about them and their day-to-day activities and, Mm -hmm. and their fashion sense. So I get that. I'm not even expecting them to write about it. Um, but it would be very nice if people would share and put it on Twitter, shout us out on their Instagram or their Facebook. Like, why not? What does it, what does it hurt to acknowledge this campaign? Um, but, you know, as with anything else, the plus-size community, for all its greatness, still has some growing to do. And I believe mm-hmm. that we could all do more to be more supportive. So that's why I want to say thank you to you, Shanice, because um, – you saw that and reached out to me right away, like, hey, let's come be on my show, and I appreciate that. But you have always been a huge champion for all the women in the plus-size community, and that's one thing that I can say about Shanice Lewis. If something is going on in plus, you have been on it for years, ever since I've known you. And even the people you don't like, you support. You know what I mean? Like, you show love to you show love to everybody, even people that are probably doing things that you don't necessarily agree with. Right. You've because it's always business. done it. I know that it's business. I try not to put it's my business. feelings in it. Yeah, right. absolutely. And and I and I think that um, 
you know, I miss those days of your love, your body um, conventions that you were doing in L.A. Um, because there was no one else like you that was really doing something where any and everybody was invited. I mean, you know, with your stuff, it wasn't clickish. You didn't feel like, well, can I go there? Can I walk in that room? Because the, the click is going to be there. And I, right. and I think that the plus size industry has had gotten so much into people being aligned with certain people and only supporting certain people that many of them are missing the mark. We would get much further if we all show more love. And even right. I myself can be better at it. I'm so focused on my career sometimes that I don't get to get out and support people's events and attend, but I'm always passing them on. Whether it right. be um, the Curvy Fashionista event in Atlanta, you got Curvy Con going on in Chicago, of course, Gwen DeVoe and Full Figured Fashion Week. I, I tweet, I retweet, I Instagram, I forward them, I invite people and tell them to go. Even if you don't see me in the place, just know that my love for the people behind, behind the scenes is there. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate. Even some of the bl- fashion bloggers that their job is to write about the business of fashion only support people that they're friends with or people that they know. And I never really understood that because you should be writing about it all so that the brands will take you more seriously. If you're only writing about your friends and what your friends are doing, to me that's (laughs) not a smart business plan. I don't know. But who am I? I'm not judging. I'm just saying I would would think that if you want your brand – the scope of your brand to be expansive, it would just seem like it would make sense that you would cover it all and not just girls you like. Yes, that makes sense. Now, besides this campaign, do you have anything else happening coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Absolutely. Uh, Two things. One thing that I'm, um, well, there, there are three things that I'm doing that I'm very excited about. One thing is that um, I've just been recently hired to write a uh, romantic comedy uh, for a production company that produces movies. They produce like 15, 16 films. Yeah, so they hired me to write a really cool, fun um, love story that is extremely hilarious. Um, I just actually submitted my first draft to the producer, and he called and was like, you are so ridiculously funny that I'm I'm so excited about this. So that's great. Um, so and that's what your degree is in, right? Yeah. my Well, my bachelor's degree uh, was in film and television directing. I did like an interdisciplinary major where I, I mixed the two. But, yeah, I've, I've been a writer and a director for years. That was my real passion. The comedy and being in front of the camera was uh, something kind of happened by mistake, which is probably why I'm not as competitive as I should be or why I am very supportive of other folks because I didn't plan on being in front of the camera. My goal was to write and create projects for other people to show their talent anyway. So that's why when I see somebody that's dope, I want to attach myself and say, hey, how can we work together? What can we do? It's not a, oh, I can't work with her because I have to be the star. I, like like my quote with the Avenue campaign, I am my own leading lady. I don't need to compete with others. We gonna I, we all get our shine. But anyway, that's beside the point. 
Um, so I, I'm writing the movie. Uh, but two other things that people should look out for from me is I have a podcast called Get in the Game, a single girl's guide to building a dream team and getting a championship ring. And it's all about me and my adventures of dating five minute once like they're a basketball team, me being the coach of my team and having a ball, interacting with all these different men and kind of encouraging black women in particular to think differently about the concept of what it means to date because I feel like we haven't really been given the freedom to express our sexuality and date the way that other women have. Um, mm-hmm. So that's coming out. My plan is to drop it in October, um, and that's produced by a friend of mine named Ty Hill, who's a super producer here um, in Chicago, and we collaborated on this project. So that will be coming out in October. And it's super funny and honest and controversial. Um, and then also, lastly, this uh, fall, I will be launching my own capsule collection of makeup called Fierce by Erica Watson for um, Nina Brands. And they are oh. an Asian-based uh, makeup company. Well, they're based in Asia um, and Dubai and Africa. And um, they will be doing this capsule collection by with me. I actually shoot the beauty and editorial shoots for this next week. And I'm very excited about it. I am going across the board with women of color. It's, it's all black women models, all a range of sizes, and we are doing a very high fashion editorial shoot as well as a beauty shoot to promote the brand. The brand will drop in time for the holidays. Nice. Well, congratulations yeah. on everything you have going on. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, Shanice, and I'm so proud of you, too. We both had our um, – similar situations as far as us leaving um, a bigger town to come back home. I know you went back to Baton Rouge and I went back to Chicago. And Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes you need to go back to your roots to just breathe. L.A. is overwhelming. New York can be overwhelming. Sometimes you got to go home. And I think that's why both of us have seen – a, a, a resurgence in our careers and got some of that good energy. You got our mamas to cook some food for us, be around <laughs> your cousins and people that really <laughs> love you and care about you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's um, for us to leave our town and go to L.A. and New York where we have no real family, had to develop new friendships, and then try to get into the entertainment career. Right. This is, that's, that's something that people can only understand if they've done it. And it's right. And being plus size. Um, and being plus size and being black women and being entrepreneurial because it's not like you and me just sat and waited for opportunities. We created our own. You were right. getting, um, you were working with brands and getting sponsorships and, and doing stuff way before the majority of these girls even understood that that could be a thing in the plus community. And I feel like... um, We didn't have Instagram. Right. It's like all these things that are out here now where these people are able to get some overnight success in some ways. Now, who knows if they'll have longevity. We'll have to wait and see. But we didn't necessarily have those tools 15, 16 years ago. And I think that... um, it's, I wanted to say to you that I've, you've always been a woman that I've had a lot of respect for. You are my friend. Um, 
you supported me. You 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 created a website. Do you remember when you made a website for me? Just yes. out of the blue, I didn't even ask you. You it was just something you did for me out of love. You were one of the only people in the plus community in particular that would invite me to come and speak at your events and be a part of it. So if there's ever anything you need, I don't care if it's five years now, we ain't spoken. If you need a dollar or a thousand, well, don't ask me for a thousand. But whatever else you need, ask me for any money you need. <laughs> Because I ain't got a thousand. If I got it, it's yours. But um, you you are always one of my favorites, and I think that what you've done with um, for your own personal brand, you could teach a class on personal branding. I don't know if you've ever thought about doing that, but there is no one like you out here that has been um, a champion for other plus-size women while at the same time building your own brand and making sure that you show love to yourself and to others. So I really commend you for what you're doing. Well, thank you for saying that, because you don't get to hear that often, especially in the plus community. So thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Tell us, before you go, your official website and social media pages so we can keep up with everything you got going on. Thank you. My uh, website is ericasaywatson.com, and on there you can find links to all my social media pages, and uh, I got video clips online and my bio and just some information about, you know, other things I'm doing. But I'm on Instagram and Facebook a lot. So on Facebook, I believe it's Erica Faye Watson, or maybe comedian Erica Faye Watson. And on Instagram, my name is at Miss underscore Pound Cakes. That's M-I-S-S underscore Pound Cakes. And that's my alter ego. In my brain, in my mind, uh, my fantasy is that I'm a stripper named Miss Pound Cakes. And um, <laughs> so I like to have fun with that name. And so, yeah, I made that my Instagram name. But I'm everywhere. On Twitter, I'm Erica Faye Watson. I'm around. I'm I'm easy to find. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. I'm so excited thank for you. your Avenue campaign and continued success with everything you got going on, girl. Thank you, Shanice. Same to you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll be talking soon. Bye, girl. Bye-bye. And thank you to my guest, Erica Watson, for being on the show. Fabulous as always. I've been your host, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.